There are 15 cases that have been in the legal system for over 20 years. People that believe that they got brain cancer from cell phones and they have never been heard by a jury because the industry legal lawyers are just that good. They just don't give up. It's in pretrial. It's called, you can look it up on the internet. It's called Murray versus Motorola. And it has literally been in pretrial preparation for 25 years, since the 90s or 96 or something like that. It's crazy. So I say one thing that you can do is look for things that do not have MWAVE, that's short for millimeter wave, two small Ms, a large W and an AVE wave, technology in them. So you have to be diligent. You have to look at spec sheets. Hey there, welcome to Thriving with Technology, the science-led podcast that's here to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world. And I'm your host, I'm Marcus Bryce from techwellness.com. This show is designed to give you a practical approach on how to navigate the important tech toxins in our world. We have real-life stories, experiences, and non-fear-based facts about cybersecurity and EMFs, your online privacy, internet overuse, what leads to addiction, blue light, and so much more. So thank you. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am August Bryce, and I'm here today with my partner, Hal Bryce. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks around here, hasn't it? You mean with my new meters? Yes. <laughs> buzzing you have, about? <laughs> your new meters have thrown our lives into upheaval, I must say. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. We should probably explain that, right? Sure, go ahead. What bothers you about my new meters? No, it's not that. It's just, here's what's happened, actually. <laughs> what's happened? Taking this whole uh, show to talk about this specifically, because it's so important. When is the first time you think you heard about 5G antennas being installed anywhere in the country? Four years ago? Five years ago? When was it? I think that's when the big advertising rollout from all of the communication providers mm-hmm. probably hit. Yeah, before COVID. Promising us 5G. And then... As we know, and as you've talked about many times, what we got instead of 5G was 5GE, which was fake 5G, and it was actually the usual 4G, the old generation system. That's why today, if you have a 5G, true 5G phone, like, okay, so you see 5G on your phone, and if it says 5GE, it really isn't accessing what's called the millimeter wave. And that's mm. what we're going to talk about today. This is high up on the spectrum. The normal communications of 4G have always been up to 8 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. But there's this thing called the electromagnetic spectrum. And the spectrum goes all the way up to gamma rays and starts with really low frequency waves. And toward the bottom are radio frequency waves, then microwaves, and then the millimeter wave. And now there are transmitters with this millimeter wave that are beaming toward that 5G phone, the true 5G phone that you have because it contains a millimeter wave antenna. So now it's actually happening. And so they so a couple of things have happened. They've actually turned them on. As you know, correct. there was a big controversy about whether or not they were going to interfere with uh, avionics on airliners, which would be scary. And then also, 
you got something now that allows you to actually see where they are. Because I don't think we even knew how many of these things were out there until we got this new tool that you have. You want to talk about it? Yeah. So Safe Living Technologies made what's called the broadband RF meter, and it measures millimeter waves that go from anywhere from 20 to 40. Now, this millimeter wave spectrum can go all the way up to 300 gigahertz, but it starts at 20 gigahertz. And most providers here in the US use either 24 or 36 gigahertz. But the point is this millimeter wave is different. It's a new texture of wave. It's higher up on the electromagnetic spectrum. And the thing about it is it's meant to deliver large amounts of data but short distances. And so that's why we're going to be seeing more and more of these transmitters because the wave doesn't travel very far with data. In other words, for all you non-scientists like me out there, what's really happening here is because the wave is very short, imagine the waves it being stacked on top of each other. And if the old 4G stuff is down around 2.5 gigahertz. Or 5 gigahertz right? or even that's right. 7 yeah, gigahertz. Some Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Then the rest of the stuff now with 5G is at 20. So it's going to be like four times higher. And the reason it's faster is because the wave is teeny. It's short. It's a millimeter long. The whole up and down of the wave is a millimeter. That's why they call it a millimeter wave. Now, that's convenient for putting a lot of data through there, right? So the dream of 5G was this whole thing where you were going to be able to get all kinds of interactive data and, you know, doctors would be able to operate with 5G from a remote location in Africa. Remember those commercials that showed those things? all those crazy things. And And then then none of them happened for two or three or four years, Well, you got a 5G phone. It said 5G, but it really didn't. It said Mm -hmm. 5G-E, which meant what? What was that E for? I don't know what it means. Like, Extra, not yeah, really. But yeah. now you can see 5G+, plus. that means you're accessing the millimeter wave, mm-hmm. or 5GU, which means ultra-wide band. What does that mean? It means millimeter super wave. Fast. It means that you're receiving it, and therefore you're getting a ton of data super fast, which we'll talk about on a later podcast, what super fast actually means to you and your day-to-day living with your technology. But right now, what I want to talk about is the fact that I'm really worried about being exposed to these millimeter waves because we already have all of this research on what the lower bandwidth, the Wi-Fi, the cell phone, the Bluetooth, what happens to our bodies when we're exposed to those waves. And it's not good. It's everything from cell dysregulation to infertility to cancer. I mean, our own government did this big study. It's called the National Toxicology Program. It's basically the United States government doing a study and finding out that mice and rats that were exposed to Hours a day of cell phone radiation ended up with heart cancers. And to me, that's a big deal. They didn't interpret it as being a big deal in the news, but to me, it's a big deal because it indicates there's definitely, definitely a biological response. So I'm worried about that. And then we introduced this new millimeter wave, which really hasn't been studied. It's funny, you can look up millimeter wave research, and you will see a preponderance of research about how we can make these waves more effective, how we can make them travel faster, further, more efficiently. We don't see a lot of research on the health effects, but we do know that the millimeter wave actually goes one or two millimeters into our skin. And we do know that the FCC 
has a guideline that's similar to the guideline with radio frequencies, which is simply the heating effect. So we know that they will hold back on how much we're exposed to as long as it doesn't heat our tissues. And it's the same thing with the millimeter wave, but we're worried about the non-thermal effects because that's what we've seen with cell phone radiation and Wi-Fi radiation, that those effects that we're having on our body aren't because we're heating up, but because this invisible energy is manifesting different issues with our biology. Basically, it's affecting our systems. You know, I just want to say that you are really cute when you get sciencey. You are so sciencey well, right now. But I just want to go back for a second because this is really important. I, I don't want people to lose track of what we're talking about here and why we're doing this today as opposed to two years ago. There are hundreds and probably hundreds of thousands of 5G towers that have been deployed everywhere. And expect more because oh, yeah. in the beginning, I remember we were concerned when we heard about this. Mm -hmm. We heard about the millimeter wave technology and we found out that it was going to be on every street corner because it could only travel one block. And we didn't believe it actually. That, and I was like, there's no way they're not going to do that. That's going to be crazy. There's so many of them. Guess what? They're it's out happening. there now. And in New York, as an example, we saw an article in New York Times a while back that these probably two-story tall poles are going up on sidewalks and people have no say in where they go or when they go there. People would just wake up, look out their bedroom window and there's a huge 5G tower, you know, within 10 feet. In fact, here in Dallas, where we are right now, we saw a 5G tower within 10 feet of a bedroom. Yes, 5G towers can have a lot of different mm. transmitters with a lot of different frequencies on them. And those have been around and are horrible because we're so close to them. And then in addition to those transmitters, now we're seeing the millimeter wave transmitters. And I'm going to show people videos, but you can see that they're about the height of a streetlight. They're not really tall. So they're what? That's they're on top one of the story, lights. one and a half stories, right? Or, or on they're their of, own poles. Yeah, they're on, or they're on utility poles. Of some right. Sort they're of not as high. And they're usually in something called an array, which means several of them. And they're what I've seen so far are rectangles. They can disguise them and they can put this millimeter wave technology in any shape. But the interesting thing is you wouldn't know unless you have this meter. And mm -hmm. this meter can pick up the signal. Now it can't pick up the lower bands of cell phone and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Nope. But but it can pick up the higher bands of the millimeter wave. And I'm worried because we're layering this new wave that hasn't been studied onto the other waves that have been studied with enough impact to convince me that I need to tell everyone about it. And I need to warn people because they're mostly not aware not aware of the potential health effects. And I show them, hey, you know, turn off your cell phone. Don't buy that phone with the millimeter wave antenna. But I haven't been able to actually demonstrate whether or not something contained this antenna or this transmitter until this meter came along. And that's why it's been a crazy two weeks. This is what's been eye-opening for me is that, you know, things I didn't recognize as being a cell tower are cell towers. And we found them in places like inside the airport terminal in Orange County, California. And the problem is they were repeating, what, every 100 feet, 200 feet? Oh, yeah. They were within eyesight. They have to be within eyesight of each other for them to work, which is another interesting thing. And it has so, to be in your line of sight, line which of is sight. crazy. Just ridiculous thing is that it's blocked by a tree. It can be blocked by a building. And we can block the wave. Now, what does that say? It says that this probably isn't a great idea because if we can block it and it's going, we know 
one to two millimeters deep in our skin, what's happening to our skin? In our skin are all of our nerve endings. And they think, just in preliminary research, and there isn't a whole lot of it, but they think that might trigger the response to the rest of our system through our nervous system because our nerve endings are there. Now, it hasn't been studied a lot because we haven't actually been exposed to it in the real world. So we're going to find out what happens, but until we do, I love the precautionary principle, which means basically until we know for certain the health effects of anything in our lives, we should approach them with caution. And that's why I'm not going to be living near one of these arrays of millimeter waves. And I want to know when I'm in the presence of one or two or 10, I became very uncomfortable at the airport, didn't I? You did. Yeah, I could see it. Oh man. And, And for me, I know that exposure to radio frequencies, if we could put a heart monitor on me, would probably show that my heart rate goes up. Mm-hmm. I know that eventually I get a headache with Wi-Fi. I know that the cell phone has always given me tingles, you know, that are unusual, that don't happen unless I'm either near one, you're near one, I'm near you, you know, so I have that sensitivity, but I was nervous at the airport because it just seemed to be almost something that was like, you could feel it, couldn't you? Or yeah, there was two of them right above us and they were pointed right down at us. And what's interesting about this thing is it didn't look like a cell thing at the, in that. It looked in like that. a speaker. It looked like, like a speaker. It was like right. a box, a rectangular box like sitting up nice there. nice music could and, come out of it. Yeah. I and mean, the only reason you realized what was going on is you turned on your meter and pointed up there. And sure enough, as soon as I sent a signal from my phone somewhere, the 5G meter or the 5G antenna went off and caught it. And then your meter caught that. So that's the only reason we knew. And that's what's phenomenal. And that's why we're having this discussion today is that suddenly we're just seeing these things everywhere because we now have a meter. Without the meter, you don't really know. You can't really tell because they're hidden. We went down to the AT&T Center down here and it's actually the, the plaza where their corporate headquarters are. There are 5G meters. I mean, as you would imagine, right? They are everywhere down there and you're just blanketed by it. But you cannot tell most of them there's a marble wall that has a bunch of them on there and they're just painted to look like marble well they hired a firm that helped them create different textures and covers Mm -hmm. that would allow the signal out but not allow you to see that there was something behind it yep that's technology at work right there (laughs) anyway what do you think people should do clearly it's going to be tougher to escape this in a big urban area these days isn't it yeah because they have this beam forming technology that bounces one wave off another in order to have what they call further propagation because they don't really travel very far. And so that there can be more data loaded faster, which we're going to talk about on the next podcast, because it's at this point, major overkill to even have these up at all. Number one, because they're not efficient and we need too many of them. Number two, because the systems that we have, our cell phones and our computers just aren't taking advantage of this massive amount of data because they've pretty much peaked out. It's really interesting to see. You know, I did a speed test. I'm going to tease what happens. I did a speed test on my phone, and when it was on 5G only, a couple of them were super fast, like faster than our home internet, which is 500 megabits per second. You were almost, what? I was afraid because you were so excited. I was thinking, maybe this 5G is something. What could I get better? 
But if you've been satisfied with the speed of your phone for the last few years, you better just come to grips with the fact that's about the speed you're going to get. Because I think it's only as fast as the weakest link in the chain from YouTube to you. So that's what happens. So on 5G, the video loaded pretty quick. On 4LTE, the video loaded, I couldn't tell a bit of difference. It was exactly the same. So it's like, what is that bias giving all those hundreds and hundreds of thousands of towers out there for a nanosecond more speed? I think that this was really designed for driverless cars Mm. and driverless railways for the big future. Okay, maybe after they proved without a doubt that it was harmless, which they have not, maybe they should have introduced all of these transmitting towers then instead of now when we can't make use of it and we don't really know exactly what's gonna happen to us. And we'll be right back. You know, these days, parents are dealing with something that you and I never had to deal with as parents, and that is social media. It's bad enough to have a smartphone, and then you load it up with social media accounts, and then, oh my gosh. I mean, the responsibility of helping your kid and guiding your kid through that process is a big one. It's one of the biggest ones parents have to deal with these days. Exactly, and that's why the Surgeon General says he wants to move up the age when kids are allowed to get a social media account from 13 to older. Yeah, he thinks that 13 may be too young based on the research that he's seeing. And I think there's a lot of parents who would agree. You recently had a video on tech wellness that I thought was just amazing. On a school bus full of kids, the only child who did not have a phone on the bus realized that the driver was having a medical emergency, had the wherewithal to get up, run to the front, stop the bus, save the driver, and probably save his friends and himself just by being aware because he was the only one not looking at his phone. That's right. And you know why I wanted to do the social media plan? It's because so many parents weighed in and said some things that just broke my heart. I wish I'd never given my child a phone. Oh my gosh, if I could turn back time. Oh, this was the worst thing that ever happened to my kids. Because I asked, when's the right time to get your kid a phone? And a lot of people weighed in with some really deep pain or at the very least reticence. And so I thought, you know what? We need to help prepare kids for social media, for getting their phone, especially for social media, because I think that's where so much of the hurt comes from. FOMO, social comparison, anxiety. There's just so many things that can happen and can make us feel bad about ourselves and cause us not to be successful in our lives. And so we've created the Family Social Media Success Plan. It's awesome. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't give your child the key to your car and say, uh, yeah, go figure that out. It's almost like that with social media, isn't it? Exactly. The research is pretty clear. No, it's pretty clear. This is just like sort of guardrails. Being prepared, and that's what this family social media plan will help you with. It's so great. I love how it came out because we inform, we bring you up to date on the latest research, the latest laws about social media, and then we talk to you about maybe some of the things that you've never heard of, and we educate you on the glossary of social media, and then the best part is it's interactive. So you work with your kids no matter how old they are, if they're seven years old, eight years old, because you know, so many of those kids will have an account and you might not even know they have an account. So it gives you the opportunity to start talking to them about it and you scroll together. And even if your child's 16, it's not too late to talk about feelings, to talk about the right way to show up on social media. 
And then the best part is, when it's all finished, you've written it down and you put it up and it stays in the forefront of your mind. I think it's really cool what you're saying is that you put it up in front of everybody in the family and everybody lives by those rules, not just the kids. It's everybody's plan. It's the whole family plan. Yeah, and I don't think of it as rules. I think of it as opportunity. It's a plan for success. It's like when when I manifested you. That's right. When when I was much younger, we'd been married a long time. I met someone who had had an incredible experience and she had said, you know, I put my goals up in the refrigerator. And she said, is there anything you want? And I said, well, I'm looking for my husband. I was all of 19. And so anyway, she said, well, put that list up on the refrigerator. Put everything that you see in your future with the man of your dreams. And I did. And guess what? What? Come on, keep going. I like where you go. I like where this is going. Second date. And I knew immediately, the first date I knew, oh my gosh, it's my list. And so anyway, you knocked on the door and I was upstairs. And so you came in and I came downstairs. And who was staring at the refrigerator reading my list out loud? Me. <laughs> I pulled it off the refrigerator. And I threw it away and I never saw it again because I was so embarrassed. But guess what? Seeing something and being reminded of what you want and the reason why brings it to you is one of the keys to success. Now, I would like to talk more about me because <laughs> this is a good moment for me. But I do want to also mention the fact that, you know, you give parents the opportunity to normalize the ability to oversee, to help. Because right now, participate, to be a part of it. I yep. feel that some parents feel like it's it's not even their purview. They, they, oh, they can't look at that account. They can't talk about that. But you know what? You can. It's your kids, and this helps you do it in a really nice, natural way. So it doesn't seem like anything, but being part of their life in a super good way. Like when when my dad took me out for a ride in the car and showed me how to use the clutch. Right. That still didn't really stick, was it? <laughs> That didn't really work. He tried, but didn't that really work? (laughs) So the Family Social Media Success Plan, how can our listeners get a hold of one? Well, depending on when they're listening to this, it's either on pre-order or you can get it tomorrow. Come to techwellness.com. We'll also provide a link below in the show notes. But if you visit techwellness.com and you put in Family Social Media Plan, up it will pop. Order yours now. It's good. And like I said before, I'm worried about the layering on. What can you do? Because I love solutions. Well, you can find out where where it is exactly. If there's one outside your child's school, you might want to move them. You might want to homeschool them. You might want to have another option other than them being exposed to it. Because you know what they told us at the beginning? And I need to find this article. But I remember them saying that these transmitters will only transmit when you access them. And you have to be standing at your kitchen window and put your phone right out through your kitchen window exactly where you could see it. And then it would light up and send a signal. But I have not found that to be true because with my meter, I see that there's a constant background level of it. It's so interesting though. When you first got the meter, I thought it might've been broken because it didn't do anything. It wasn't moving at all. There was no 5G in the 5G meter. And I said, that's crazy because there's got to be 5G around here. It's on my, it says it's on my phone all the time. Hear that? Yeah, I hear that. That's no that 5G. means we have no 5G in our home. Yeah, which is great. Right. But because this meter makes sound. There's as well. one a block and a half away from us as we sit here doing this right now. Mm-hmm. There is a 5G 
array a block and a half from here, which is a less than a four minute walk. And I feel and yet so we bad. We don't pick it up at all. I feel so bad for those. I, I measured today, there are probably 10 homes that are affected by it. It doesn't go through doors and walls. Actually, this is very interesting because at the airport, when I got out of the car, the meter was on and immediately, what? I, I got a signal. I said, oh my gosh, there's 5G here. And I said, I'm going to find it. And I did a little video, I'm going to find it. And I thought for sure that I would find it outside like I did at LAX, but no, at this airport in Orange County, it was only inside, but it was so powerful that you could pick it up outside. So maybe I'll get to know these neighbors. I'll knock on their doors and say, can I come in and show you how much 5G millimeter wave you're being exposed to? <laughs> right? Like, because you look a little evangelical. You're just going around. <laughs> let, me, let me test your EMF. Well, here. you know, it, it doesn't pass through metal too. So you can shield your home. You can shield your bedroom. You can sleep in a canopy. But is that fair? Is that right? Is that good for us? It's better than being exposed to it, but it really isn't the way that we were supposed to live. So back to the original question, which is, where do you go? You have to get, it feels to me like you need to get out of urban areas and away from large highways because we were driving along on some highway. It was probably in Los Angeles somewhere. And we were beginning to follow the line of sight. They're daisy chain together. That's the only way it works. They have to be in line of sight of something. Mm -hmm. And it works like a satellite, like a, a hub and spoke system. So if you're connected through one of these little 5G things, it will then send it to another one and then to a main hub before it goes out on the internet. So it's, you know, they're trying to extend the reach of it by chaining them all together. But man, you'll see them driving down the streets like one and then two or three blocks later, another one and then another one. And they're, you know, sometimes they're on top of a streetlight. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're on a utility pole. Sometimes they're on the stop sign. It's crazy. They're everywhere, but they're all clearly working in concert. And I have great hope that eventually this will change. But I've also been following this industry for a very long time, and I'm always amazed at the blind ambition. That's really what it is. Talk about evangelical. They're on fire for their technology, but they're not on fire for the health of our bodies. No, because they believe, and they have been told by everyone around them that there is no such thing as a biological impact. And most of the studies funded by the cellular industry have shown that there isn't a biological impact. However, the thousands of ones that haven't been funded by the industry show, but having that little kernel of doubt that maybe it isn't anything. And then, you know, they have obviously an army of people telling you that it isn't anything every day. That sounds conspiratorial, but I think it's really true. We see them on the internet all the time. They're out there going, oh, this is crazy. Don't do this. This is nuts. This is, doesn't work like this. And they're just trolling you out there trying to bring their POV that nothing is wrong with this. So meanwhile, imagine these guys think, and women, think that they're doing a great service to humanity by speeding up the bandwidth and by making things download faster. To them, this is a this is their life's calling. Their job is to make things faster, but they have zero regard for any potential or possible health effects from the electromagnetic fields. And what do you think will get their attention? Some unequivocally, some famous person getting cancer, probably, and tying it to that. And there are 15 cases that have been in the legal system for over 20 years. People that believe that they got brain cancer from cell phones and they have never 
been heard by a jury because the industry legal lawyers are just that good. They just don't give up. It's in pretrial. It's called, you can look it up on the internet. It's called Murray versus Motorola. And it has literally been in pretrial preparation for 25 years, since the 90s or 96 or something like that. It's crazy. So I say one thing that you can do is look for things that do not have MWAVE, that's short for millimeter wave, two small Ms, a large W and an AVE wave technology in them. So you have to be diligent. You have to look at spec sheets for technology that you buy because it's going to go in vacuum cleaners and in cars. And Texas Instruments makes sensors for cars that are strictly millimeter wave. So we just have to be very intentional when it comes to what we purchase. And we have to say, no, we're not going to go that direction because we can always find a a less expensive model of something like my washer and dryer that does not have wireless in it. The famous de-Wi-Fi washer and dryer. Like I said, it's not the coolest. It's not the the newest, except it's the safest. Mm -hmm. So we can make decisions like that. Currently, there is not a flip phone that I'm aware of on the market that has a millimeter wave. And the iPhone 11 and under, if you're lucky enough to have one, or if you can find a refurbished one on eBay, I would grab it. Same with Android. If you can find an older, at least two-year-old phone and look at the spec sheet, if you don't see wave, feel free to get it because that's one less link to the technology. And also do the things that you always talk about, right? Like in your house, make sure you're wired up and you're not on Wi-Fi, which we are right now. Guess what? What? I talked to, as I was videotaping the signal from the millimeter wave transmitter down the street, an AT&T truck pulled up. He saw me videotaping and I said, can I interview you? And he said, no. And I said, are you doing something to that transmitter? He goes, that's another segment. No, that's not ours. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm installing fiber optic and Wi-Fi. I said, oh, okay. And then we got to talking. And do you know what he said? So I said to him, so does anybody say they don't want wireless in their house? He said, no, nobody says that. And he said, except for me. He said, I know better because this is my business. This is what I do. I only have a wired house. And I will only recommend wired for anybody, for my mom or anybody in my family. I said, why? And I kept couldn't wait to hear it. And he said, reliability. But that was at least something. We yeah. came to the same end. And uh, I said, what do you think about that? He goes, you know, he said, I think a lot of things happen around here because somebody wants their way. And I said, like who? And I said, somebody where you work? He said, yeah. And I said, somebody over you? And he said, way over me. At the top of that big, tall building in downtown. That's what he said. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I didn't speak to him about health effects. I just talked to him about, you know, what he does and what he hears from people. We did interview some people that have very severe electromagnetic hypersensitivity in England. And one of those guys did what that guy does. He Mm. he worked installing Wi-Fis in people's houses and that kind of thing. And he got so sensitive to it that he can no longer hang out in his house with his kids. He, if he wants to sleep, he has to get in his car and drive out to the middle of the forest, literally, where there is sad. no signal. I'm about to re-air some of those clips again. I've just been editing them again from a couple of years ago because they are so compelling. Uh, to me, it's like, he's real, and all those people are real. Typically, they have a big exposure of some sort. That's mm-hmm. how they get it. They get some sort of a big exposure, and then all of a sudden, their body says, no more of this. Or the duration. What did he say? He used to be as happy as Larry. That's what he says. And he says, it's not me that's the person that's sick, that can't 
do anything. It's the environment that's sick. And that's so true and so good. And I'm hearing from more and more people just stories about things that have happened to them, how they felt weird lumps and bumps that they have manifested that they are absolutely positive because they had their AirPods on and that's exactly where they got them. But I also have great stories of people who now have relief. We've been airing more and more of those. And we've been doing this a long time. I've been talking to people for 15 years about this. And so I've met a lot of people along the way and heard a lot of stories. And I say, be as careful as possible with this and think of it as just another toxin and think of this new millimeter wave as another layer of toxin. Whether, you know, I talk about cigarette smoke and that the antenna of the cell phone is like the tip of the cigarette and then the smoke goes out and it dissipates. And the further you get away from it, the less smoke there is. Think of it, the signal like that. Now I'm adding to it Think about this new millimeter wave as a different kind of smoke. It's a cigar smoke. So the room's filled with the cigarette smoke. Now we're introducing another kind of smoke, a cigar smoke on top of it. And maybe the levels aren't as high, but it's a new texture, a new type of smoke. Or if you're into pesticides, you know everything about pesticides and you know that you should avoid them. Think of this as a different kind of pesticide. So we know one pesticide kills the weeds and another kills the bugs. And these are two different kind and they work together and they both cause harm. That's a very good point. You know, and one of the things that just occurs to me is you're talking about this is there's so many people who have just odd physical symptoms and they don't know what they are. And guess what? Many times their doctors don't know what it is either. And I just hope if nothing else that people will begin to look at stuff like this and say, maybe it's Electromagnetic fields that I'm sensitive well, to. I, you know, because you know what the symptoms Darren are. Darren right? talks about the cumulative toxic load. Mm -hmm. And basically that it's not just the toxic load, but it's how long we've been exposed to it. Not just how much we're exposed to, but how long. And then something triggers something that turns into a bad state of dis-ease for our bodies. And it can be different for everyone, but I totally believe that. I And I understand it. And that's why I have, since I've discovered that I was sensitive, always done things to take care of my body. So I eat organic food. There's no pesticides. There's no chemicals in this house. That's just the way that we've lived. Yes. And no EMF because... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that to myself because I know I can't thrive in that environment. And so you said, what can we do? Those are other things that you can do that I completely recommend to everyone, even deep breathing, yoga, grounding, all those things that fortify your body and to avoid all the other toxins. And that's why I love Darren's book too. Fatal conveniences. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you're going to hear. You did a podcast with him that's coming up in Mm -hmm. September, so that'll be great to hear as well. And if it's if you're listening to this past September, go back and check out Daryl Lee's podcast because it's good. It's a good one. There's so many things. So anyway, take care of yourself. If you're interested in this meter, you can come on techwellness.com and look at our Instagram and look for MM Wave Meter. It's also called the Broadband Meter, and you can see it in action. And you can. Mm learn how you too can discover. August always says that when it comes to EMF protection. Distance is your friend and your meter is your best friend. And in this case, it's so true because even having a regular meter, we didn't know what was going on until this thing, which just came out. And I believe you are one of the very few places it's available right now. So far. It's the first one on the market and we got them. So come get one. 
because he knew how much I wanted them. Yes, you've been and begging. I wanted to share them. Been begging for a while, and it does work. It is definitely a eye-opening experience to see what 5G is and where it is, which is practically everywhere in most major cities that we've been to. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Be well. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. I hope you loved it. If you do like what you've heard, leave us a review and subscribe to the show. For more tools and information to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world and navigate those tech toxins, follow Tech Wellness on all the usual social media channels and head over to techwellness.com for resources, videos, solutions, and so much more. I'm August Bryce. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be well.